let your mama ask for you. That's what happened to us. <laughs> My mother was like, hey, Aunt and Tim are doing this. Do you have this? Do you have that? So, Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another hey, exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. And um, yeah, this is episode 50, and we have some special guests, Kim and Ann. They have very special guests. How y'all been? Excellent. Working hard. Working, working, working. Yeah, I know. I've been watching y'all's progress. That's amazing. Um, that song of Rihanna, work, 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 work. <laughs> <laughs> I always understand. You got to. You got to work. You got to hustle. Hey, um, real quickly, uh, this is our first episode without Micah. So, yeah, he's um, he's been very very busy doing his his own hustle in lately, and he couldn't make it tonight. But he said to carry on without him. And so he's in our in our hearts, in our minds, you know. He's 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 right there with us, you know. <laughs> I just pre- uh, let's pick up some Micah dust in our Airbnb. Uh, <laughs> we miss you, Micah. You're here with us in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's watching the Facebook Live or something. Uh, who knows? Hi. <laughs> so yeah, this is um y'all were on a previous episode. I can't think of which one right now, but. It is our highest viewed episode ever. Get out of here! Yeah, our highest <laughs> listened to episode ever. Yeah, so y'all, wow. y'all, y'all really brought it. So you got you set the bar high. So you got to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Amen. And so, <laughs> and so y'all are my y'all are my co co hosts today, and we're gonna have fun with it. I don't know. I don't have my partner, so it's gonna be different. But y'all are gonna help me get through this. This critical hey, time. Man, you got pretty hair, so that's a start already. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is episode 50. And uh, go ahead, a quick, a quick recap of who y'all are, what y'all do, and how y'all do it. Oh, you want me to recap now? Absolutely. Okay. So for Kim and Ann, we started trying, we tried Airbnb in... Uh, May of 2016. We decided we were going to try it in February. And so we started renovating the house, doing some landscaping. It was one side of the duplex. It went so well, we decided to do the opposite side of the duplex. And we were going to just simply rent out the other house across the street as a regular rental. Well, once again, Airbnb, the demand was so high during the summer last year that we decided to Airbnb out that entire house. Ended up actually moving out of downtown to the far east side. So at that time, we had six units, and we decided to convert the house here in Miami as well, which is the first house Kenyatta bought, into an Airbnb vacation rental as well, and came down here and split it into two, and that's what we've been doing for the past two months. In February, we just we got down here and started working on this house. So, so since February of last year to February of this year, we're looking at eight units now. Wow. Airbnb, and that's after trying it. <laughs> <laughs> if trying and falling in love with it, right? We truly have. I, I, 
I sound like a network marketing person the way I just talk about Airbnb and Homeway, <laughs> particularly Airbnb, but I, I just encourage everybody to do it. Yeah, everybody needs to try it at least once, right? Yeah. yeah you just, have an in your house, Airbnb it. Yeah, so we focus on getting started with the lowest amount of cost because to do so many in such a short amount of time, uh, a lot of money, so everything we could do ourselves, we did. Everything that was hand-me-down or that we could repurpose, we did. We did secondhand storage, Goodwill, uh, Facebook Marketplace. Uh, neighbors helped us. Family helped us. Friends helped us. A couple of local people that don't come around help us. <laughs> they kind of work for the day and disappear the next day, but they helped us. <laughs> hey, at least they helped for one day, right? Yeah, they did. That sucker knew how to paint. He said, "I paint good for you, didn't I?" I said, "Yes, sir, you did." But it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> see, I see, y'all hit on something like um, that that hit home with me because, like, I was to I don't know. I, I guess I'm the type of personality either I'm afraid to ask for help or I just try to do everything myself and I get overwhelmed. And there's an art. There has to be like a an art to it because I don't know. I just don't know how to approach people and I don't know what they if they're what they're going to say or what they're going to expect from me or I just I just get nervous, you know, let your mama ask for you. That's what happened to us. (laughs) (laughs) My mother was like, hey, Anna Kim are doing this. Do you have this? Do you have that? So all joking aside, she I think my father mentioned to my uncle who my cousin was moving out. So they helped. And then Facebook helped a lot. And then. To your point, yeah, you just kind of ask if you don't like, if you're a little nervous asking a person, maybe you private message people in, on a Facebook messenger or just do a broad message to your Facebook following. Say, hey, is any, if anyone's getting rid of furniture or um, needs to repurpose anything, please let me know. I'm starting Airbnb and trying to do it on a budget. Right. So it's right. kind of some ways through your hurdles of not openly asking for help. <laughs> Otherwise, have a couple shots of whiskey. You'll ask anything. <laughs> Might ask too much, I, right? Some of our stuff got repurposed because my cousin did uh, like the arbitrage, where you can, you know, go into the buildings and get a lease and rent. But then the association did not like that, so that you know they're cracking down on Miami mm-hmm. Beach. So they're like, okay, no. So she had a whole storage full of Airbnb furniture, and we just got a truck and said. Here. Yeah, so a little bartering. Bartering works well. Yeah, so, we did bartering. With yeah, her. we had done some things for her, and she said, hey, how about I let you have this, and we'll call it even. And so, yeah, just bartering works really well. Awesome. I love that. And y'all are, and y'all are doing one in, um, where at in Florida? Or are y'all doing the current one? Miami. In Miami? Yeah. It's going in Miami. Que chido, que... Miami. Que bueno. <laughs> I'm in Miami. <laughs> so, and you had mentioned earlier that it's getting strict over there. So, is there like certain parts that it ain't strict yet? Yes. Um, so, down here, we're in what's considered Kendall. So, you know, it's a little, it's like 30 minutes from the airport and about 40 minutes from the beach. They're really strict on in Miami Beach and Sunny Isles and like Golden Beach. All of the beach type properties, you know, there's going to be some regulations. 
But as long as you look up and you kind of know what the laws are, um, the new Airbnb law is basically you need to um, register your property, um, you know, and get a business license for it. Um, after you register your property and get that, I think it's like maybe $100, and um, then you're considered, you know, okay to be with, uh, to do vacation rentals. And then, like, in our case, we have a pool. So we had to abide by certain laws. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you can be held accountable if you if someone drowns in your pool. And it is jail time. So, wow. yeah. Negligence. Now you don't follow the proper protocol for having a pool and allowing children in there. So, so that's, that's so kind of... kind of leery about that. We're like, okay, so do we say no kids? Do we say... And, you know, most families come here and they're vacationing with kids, so that didn't kind of work. So we just looked up the laws and we took a minute out to read, you know? Yeah, and you only have to have like one of four different things. We actually have two. If I could have all four, I would, but the barrier wall I can't really do just because of how close the screen is to the pool. But we did the locks up high and we did the chimes and everything has been thin. So just trying to make sure we can overkill on it. As far as how strict they are, a lot of these laws literally have just gotten passed in the last three, four months. So we'll see how strictly things are enforced and how they're looked up. So we're just trying to follow everything we can. Um, we've reached out to, uh, I think Involve is actually going to be managing this one. Yeah. So we reach out to them, ask what their knowledge is on it, and they're kind of just going to play it by ear and, you know, make sure you follow the things that are more more severe if you're not doing, as opposed to something that maybe is a $20 fine if you get caught. So, like, in business, you can hold back and try to cross every T, dot every I, or you can kind of move forward, get the big things, and, you know, if some things fall through the cracks, you pick them up as you go along. You know? Oh, yeah, big yeah. time. And the tax law as well is something that you want to make sure you're abiding yeah. by, especially here in Miami. So, like, um, Dade County, um, they charge 7% sales tax, that's for the state of Florida, and then there's a 5% county tax in, my, in this county that I live in. So I made sure that that's a part of the reservation because I don't want any trouble later when they say, okay, where's our tax money? You're doing this, especially when you register, you know, as a business um, and register your vacation rental. Right, right. So so y'all found this spot and and had a pool. And I, I see I would have been I'd be like, cool, a pool, that's more money. But then I'd be apprehensive about it, too, because I had I had a friend actually ask me if I wanted like this, this really cool swing set and um, it needed a little work. But but I was thinking right away, I was like, I don't know if I want to bring on that liability to my Airbnb. You know, I don't want a kid to fall off and break his arm and then get sued. Right. I wouldn't necessarily recommend purchasing a part of property with a pool to do Airbnb. We have this property already, you know, so it is what it is. But we even contemplate. I'm, I'm a lot. I'm very conservative. I'm learning to, you know, not be so. It, it's held me back at times, but it's like okay, follow the rules and it's okay. So yeah, there's liability. You follow all the laws. The biggest thing would be negligence. If you don't try to protect and let people be aware, we got signs everywhere talking about no swimming, no kids left unattended. Um, I mean, we went above and beyond what's required by law uh, and just kind of follow proper protocol of what you would see at a hotel. So we have the uh, the, the hook, like if someone's drowning, what's that called? The, the lifesaver hook. Yeah, and life we have the lifesaver rack. Yeah, the lifesaver <laughs> ring. <laughs> not, a, not, yeah. not a rack. <laughs> 
it's a lifesaver ring. So we have the ring, we have the lifesaver pole. And we bought, like, they require us to have, like, signage, pool rules. Girl, she bought both. Oh. I, no, I have five. And then I have one <laughs> that's actually two more coming that say, don't leave your children unattended. It's yeah. a deal. Yeah, totally. We're going to wow. lock the pool. We have our landscape guy that will come by and kind of lock it down, check on things for us, and just really try to be as strict as possible to make sure people stay safe. That's great. That's great. Um, one thing I saw on the uh, some of the topics you wanted to talk about is it's a great topic because a lot of people don't think about this. Some people get into it and right away Airbnb hits you up with all these bookings, you know, because they, they want to get you hooked on doing Airbnb. And so you're like, oh, this is great. This is great. And then comes the winter time and then it's, it's the slow times. And, and so you put right. how to get through Airbnb droughts and low booking times. So so give us some tips and pointers on that. Kenyana's not happy when she don't meet goals. She's a true driven and I wasn't alcoholic. In, oh, the desert I was in wasn't Dubai. It was <laughs> one of the deserts, you know, the ones people don't go to. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's lower the price, but extend the required amount of days. And that helps. So, I mean, if you're only getting booked on the weekends during the winter anyway, and you're being booked two days instead of charging 150, why don't you lower it down to 99 instead of requiring two nights, you require three nights. So you're getting the same $300. Uh, you're still paying your, paying your plane people. Um, and that seemed to work to get us a few more bookings. It'd been nice if we had done that a little earlier. So next year, we may try a few different things. Uh, we seem to be coming, in Indiana, we're becoming more of a corporate yes. like renter. So I, we might try to re reach out to them next winter a little more. So um, we got some things up our sleeve that we've learned from this winter that did work a little Absolutely. later in the game. So I, I would recommend anybody to look at those things. Know what your minimum per night is, what your costs are, how much you want to make, and then look at your availability. If you're only booked three or four nights a week anyway, you're not losing by lowering your price and extending your days out. Um, the other thing we did was we adjust our price according to uh, lead time, I guess the right word would be. So a lot of times we have our price at maybe 129 a night. And if it's two or three weeks out and we ain't got no bookings, we think about lowering it because it's better to make $75 a night than zero dollars zero right? yeah exactly yeah. and that's 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 kind of hit or miss because you get lower and the clientele starts to change as well so yeah. well we recently had a booking where it, it seemed like we we spent quite a bit of money but airbnb re reimbursed us but these folks you know we, we kind of bent over backwards for them we felt for their calls and it seemed like we were just kind of taken advantage of so sometimes i'll try to be kind to people and lower your price you know, sometimes you pay for it, other times you don't. So you just kind of give, but, you know, <laughs> be prepared to sometimes invite you, but that's okay. So let's, so, let's, let's dive into that real quick, that situation. Yes, that was the politically correct answer. <laughs> I'm going to give you the real money. So, don't be talking about people. They might I'm watch. not talking they about people, and that's fine. They can watch. Yeah, it's all the truth. Yeah. So... <laughs> 
Anyway, Steve adjusted for that. Yeah, one. You're like, let me get close. <laughs> let me get close. <laughs> and they had four kids, two, two three weeks. girls, three four girls, kids. yeah, four kids. Okay, so they came and visit. Diapered kids. Diapered kids, so yes. the kids were little. Yes. And um, <laughs> so the first night was fine. Um, we met them like the third night. She sent me a text that said, hey, I'm supposed to check out Can We Extend because our grandmother is in the hospital and we're here visiting her from, you know, the hospital. So I'm like, oh, wow. But it just was peculiar that they lived in Indy, so because the address was an Indianapolis address. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So they said, but one of the girls that was visiting was from Mississippi. So I said, well, maybe they have that family emergency. So we end up seeing them outside. So, you know, I, the neighborly person I am, I run out. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, we're taken to our other property. Yes. So we said hello, introduce ourselves whenever we start in. And so then after that, they were very, very polite. They said hello to us. Um, and But I did find it peculiar because I was like, how's your grandmother? And she's like, um, huh? I said, your grandmother. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, she's, she's doing much better. She's, you know, she's still not doing well. So I'm like, oh. You know, so I'm okay with them. So at that time, they asked to extend another night. So now we're on night four. That's fine. And I started to be suspicious just because uh, the lady that I rented from, she kind of came out, arms crossed. She had makeup under her eyes. And she didn't, you know, she was kind of talking low. And we no, away. she had a black eye. Oh. She did. She had a black eye. Yeah. And I could see with the makeup. And when I, when I was talking to her, I'm looking at her. She would kind of look forward and she really speaking a lot. I'm like, what is going on here? I'm like, so I'm telling Kimyana, I'm like, something's just strange. You know, like, I, I don't know. We didn't, I don't know if we, what we should have done differently. But I kind of picked up on something then, like in hindsight, maybe I should have gone into the unit or kind of checked it out at that time. And put more, sure. yeah, maybe put more snacks or something yeah. like that. Find an excuse. Yeah, you're right. Find an excuse. If you feel something, that would be a good tip. If yeah. something's kind of leery, find an excuse to go in, oh, I got an alarm, or yeah, I got to restock, or find some reason to just kind of check out the property, because then we wouldn't have got to the point that we're about to continue. Okay, so after that, you know, we get a text the next night. This is, I would like to extend another night, but one other person that was in her party would be paying for it. So I said, okay, no worries, and then they would be checking out the next you know, the next day. Lower the price. Well, so I end up putting, you know, I have a two-night minimum, so I end up lowering and putting to a one-night so that she can go ahead and book. Well, this is a tip for everybody. If you do that and the person is new, it could show booked and it could show paid. But then if they revoke, their, they got 24 hours with Airbnb, even though it shows paid on your side. And then they revoke their, um, their registration so then it showed up the next morning as not paid. Yeah. So they slept the whole night, and I didn't get paid. So I'm calling them. I'm like, it didn't go through. So they're like, oh. but And then they start, you know, pointing fingers. Well, she was supposed to pay for it, but we'll take care of it. So yeah, they communicated really well. And on the phone, they were like, oh, no, we'll take care of it. So sorry. So they kept leaving us. Hey, they're, they want to take care of this. They, they, so we, we were like, okay, fine. We'll call tomorrow. And, okay. and they would give us the money. So finally, I have another booking, and this booking was very important. It was a dance mom that was coming to Wally competition. Competition. Oh, yeah. 
and she was already leery about Airbnb. It was her first time renting. I convinced this woman and sent her all kinds of pictures. He booked, and now she asked to drop her things off at Early, yeah. 12 o'clock. So I'm like, um, what time are these people checking out? Okay, they they checked out the day before, so I had a day in between. So I'm like, okay, Dina, just make sure you're there. Dina decided to clean the morning up, which is typical. She went there, but she said something told her to go there that the night, night before and start she the towel. Went, yeah. When she got there, the house looked like there was Play-Doh, green lime and Play-Doh everywhere. Every person. But the first thing she noticed when she opened the door was the smell of urine and fecal. Boom. Yes. Just, oh my God. And, she and had to open up all the windows. She walks in the kitchen. It's a mess. Now, what's concerning about that is these tenants have told us, oh, you know what? We cleaned the kitchen. We started to load your cleaning ladies. Not going to have to do much. Exact opposite. The kitchen was a mess. The stove was a mess. Yeah, they started the laundry, but it was obvious they were trying to hide something because there were stains in the in the uh, in the sheets and whatnot. Like Kenyatta said, upstairs, I think, or was there Play-Doh everywhere? Everywhere. So Play-Doh, which we don't give them Play-Doh because we already know we give little gifts for the toys, little toys to the kids typically, but we didn't do that. And we learned. We say, okay, let's not give things that the kids could mark with or Play-Doh, stuff like that. Let's give them things that aren't so destructive. But somehow these kids got Play-Doh, and it was all over the place, and the carpet, uh, one of the mattresses were soaked with urine. Yeah, we had to throw the mattress out. And there was splatter of blood in the bathroom. Which made me go back to what I was saying with the lady with the black eye, right? Oh, wow. I'm upset, but I'm also kind of feeling like, was this one of these girls being held against their will? What was going on here? So wow. I'm like, I want to make the phone call to her now. I, I but before we did that, we made sure we called 211 or 311. Yeah, I said, give me some places to get a shelter. Her. <laughs> get a shelter. Mary, this woman is being abused. Before I just start going off about my money, because that's what I care about. But I'm like, let me not be a prick, right? Like, humans matter too. You know, so I'm like, okay, this girl's life matters, so <laughs> let me get some resources for her. And it was a very weird thing for me to say. She answers, and I'm just kind of like, hey, um, I have something very personal to ask you. I don't want to mean any offense. I said, but are you okay? Do you need help? She goes, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I said, because I noticed you had a black eye. We found blood in the apartment. It seemed like something wasn't quite right when we see you and guys the other day. To the fight. And that's when she admitted that there was a fight, uh, that she was trying to break up and this and that. But no, no, we're all friends. It's okay. So I said, okay. I said, I just, I said, I have phone numbers that you can call. There's places you can go. So, I mean, this, this, when she says reservation for hell, I mean, it's just, what else could go wrong? I mean, you're talking about kids, fecal matter, urine, blood. The last night payment didn't go through. Suspicion of someone getting beaten, held against their will. Which I guess, I mean, it seems like, I guess that hasn't happened. I don't know. I guess they just like to fight. I don't know. Um, so we had to have the carpet clean first thing in the morning. We, uh, what else did we do? We had carpet clean. Dina had to do extra cleaning. We had our uh, neighbor, our friend that helped us out, Ricky. We paid him to help as well. And we got it together, Steve. I mean, the, the but Steve, we weren't there. We're here we in Miami yeah, doing we this Airbnb. So everything had to be remote. I even got on Facebook Marketplace 
Shout out to the lady who delivered the mattress. Amen. Because she delivered a new mattress wrapped in everything and delivered it for me. She's like, oh, I, oh my, my God. I'll never talk about any other people ever in my life. I've never seen any people ever. She really did. She came yeah. through. Yeah. And, and Airbnb, I'm telling you, they stepped up. Like, they supported us trying to work it out with them. And once we said, hey, they're obviously not working it out, their words, their actions are louder than their words. They keep saying they're going to do it, but we just got tired. Airbnb paid it. Right. I mean, within a couple days. Absolutely. So they took care of us. And, uh, you know, we got the next customer. She was happy and very thankful that we were diligent in getting it resolved. So uh, that was definitely the worst booking we've ever had. And. You know, like I told Kim Yana, I think, you know, we've only been doing this for a year, but I think that's kind of typical. If you're in a business, it's going to happen sometimes, you know. I'm just thankful we were able to get it resolved, and uh, Airbnb really stepped up to the plate as far as taking care of us there. And the second guest did walk in into all of this. Yeah, she but was I, kind of like, y'all want to have ready? <laughs> yeah, she's like, are y'all going to clean up this? <laughs> Yeah, we're just to live by. Because to top all that off, the people next door was very loud that night, that night and they had to be at a six a.m. competition. Woo. So she would, she really didn't have. I mean, she had a good experience, but not, you know, she had some hiccups. But she still gave us five stars. Well, that's that's crazy. Um, how how much in damages was it? Uh, it was over five hundred because we found out more even after we filed the claim. But I think we followed came for four. It was for four ten, and then the seventy five dollars for that last night is what we settled. For. Yeah, so four eighty five. Yeah, so yeah. So always take pictures and get with Airbnb right away and get on that. Otherwise, you're not going to get paid. Yeah. yeah. And your receipt, yes, sir. <clears throat> That's a long story, but I think it's worth telling because that was just. Lot, lot to learn there. <laughs> and and good thing you had a big circle of friends to to pitch in and help you out in that situation because you're like you're on the other side of the country. That's nuts. I think it's in, I think it's invaluable to know your neighbors, care about your neighbors. Like I probably am a little, I'm overprotective of my neighbors. Like I feel like our neighborhood is there. I don't want to just be there trying to make money and not caring about the neighborhood. So. Um, I got to know my neighbor way before neighbor before way before we were doing Airbnb. They helped us do this. They helped with landscaping, electrical, everything. So yeah, anytime there's been an issue, our neighbors are more than willing to step in. And in our family, even though they're a little bit away, they're always willing to drive up and help. And they're free. <laughs> the neighbors will do it for free too. You know, we like to give them something. But our our family, I mean, Aunt Lee, Uncle Ellie, my mom, my dad, I mean, they, they'll come up in a minute, and Aunt Lee and Uncle Ellie refuse to take money. Like, they wouldn't even take $20. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. y'all deal a lot in um, fixing up older houses, is that correct? We, yeah, I happen to have the two old houses there. They were both built in 1900. One had been more remodeled than the other, but, yeah, the second house that I had, and we decided to do Airbnb, it took a lot of fixing up. And, and we're still 
paying for things because it's just such an old house. You know, this old house, the, the show, definitely one of those old houses. Like today, we had two plumbing issues, and we got check-ins tomorrow. So we've been on the phone all day yeah. with plumbers. We yeah. got it done, though, so thanks to Ann. Pat on the back. I don't know how many people. And Denise, uh, she gave me a plumbing company. But, yeah, I, I had Don, I had Jeff, I called Russ. I called, I don't know who all I called getting this plumbing ready. For and then we thought our bar. plumber had <laughs> I got scared because I thought my plumber died, Steve. I was like, oh, my God. I thought he might have died in our house. So, once again, this shows good <laughs> Ann and Butthole Ann. Because Butthole Ann was like, dude, I need my plumbing fixed. And then Nice Ann was like, Ann, dude could be dead. Like, you need to check on him and make sure he's okay, you know? So I made sure I kept calling and just making sure he's okay. Because I'm like, the guy said he was on his way to my house. And that was like 10.30, 4 o'clock. I didn't hear from him. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night. Still not hearing from him. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm calling my neighbors. Did you see a red truck? Is this guy laying on my floor? Like, what's going on? So I called his friend and was like, hey, can you send someone by Don's house make sure he's alive or something? I mean, I already got another plumber coming. So it's not about the plumbing. It's just I want to make sure the guy's okay. <laughs> so it, it just it, I was going through quite a bit the last few days. Wow. And um, one good piece of advice that came out of it is um, never uh, always hire a skinny plumber. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You were saying that. Yes, because they were saying they can't get in the crawl space. So oh, they gotta get, uh, Don get his butt up in there. He don't care. He said, I get in there. But, yeah, he liked to bring a skinny guy. <laughs> but he, when you have the old houses, you know, back then in the 1900s, we were smaller than We were? We were. I wasn't. <laughs> we were smaller in the 1900s. I'm just saying, if you were born, Let's uh, let's talk a bit about uh, okay the fixing up the house is one thing like you know the the plumbing electrical all that stuff but then you wanted to get you know the decorating get it to look good and see this is where I'm this is where I'm at a crossroads at the moment I'm, I'm wondering should I spring for like stainless steel stuff or should I you know go high end low and just regular end or I mean I just want to know. Where is money best spent and where is money like kind of wasted where it's not going to earn you anything more on Airbnb? Okay, so you want to make sure. My saying Go ahead. All right, here's my saying, Steve. Don't put Cadillac parts on a Hyundai. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't put stainless steel appliances in an old house that look run down. I mean, for what? So that that's my spill. And that's what I literally tell my contractors. I need it fixed. I need it fixed right, but it ain't got to be Cadillac perfect. Just make it work. We'll, we'll, we'll camouflage. And That's you, perfect. And you can kind of play with things. So where I spend the most money is where people will rest well, and that's my bed. Yep. I don't do so cheap on yeah. the beds. I might spend a little bit more on mattresses, but you still can do, like, there's good consignment shops that maybe 
Like I had one consignment shop that got mattresses out of these million dollar homes that were foreclosed on and they call it essay sales. So in Indiana, <laughs> let me tell y'all. Y'all ready? I'm gonna get my Wendy Williams. She getting excited. So let me tell y'all the tea. <laughs> in Indiana, especially Indianapolis, there are a lot of estate sales. There are rich people there. Rich and and, and they got money. Like a lot of them. So they die. And they leave oh that whole estate to people. And then they call this guy to come pick everything up and it's real nice. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So I'm true. talking about thousand dollar mattresses for two hundred dollars. Listen, let me tell you what happened to Anne. So she that brought, no one's even slept on. I mean, yeah. it's some guest room but down the hall on the, on the east wing, you know, like yeah. And so she was like looking at me. So she had got a Tempur-Pedic mattress when I uh, got to know her. She had a Tempur-Pedic mattress when I met her, and that Tempur-Pedic mattress she paid three thousand dollars for. You know, so because you know they they got her with old oh, open credit account, and she wanna yeah yeah yeah, yeah for yeah, your yeah. back and all that. I bought that same mattress, the same exact $3,000 mattress. Only thing, it wasn't in a queen, it was in a king. Oh, for wow. 250 bucks. Not even really slept on. It was wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, I was, and guess where it's at? It's, it's in, it's in a, to one of our um, Airbnbs. And but, it sleeps very well. Absolutely. And it's, it's real Tempur-Pedic. Like, there's 3000 in the store. And the thing is, Steve, I mean, if, if you... If, if the stainless steel fits your decor, so be it. But literally, man, I went to Habitat for Humanity and bought a little vanity, then went to Home Depot and bought this red, it's actually supposed to be a garage shelf, cut a hole in it, and that became our red countertop. And it has stainless steel, so now it looks like a stainless steel. It looks steel. kind of stainless steel. It really does. And then the walls, I mean, this old house, they have the plaster and the mismatched texture. Man, this woman over here, she camouflaged. She made her a Cracker Barrel wall. And then she had the bathroom. And then she got a Madonna bathroom. So she told the men folk, yes, she said, she said, the men folk. Oh, what did I say? Madonna. Ooh, my bad. Sorry, Mary Monroe. Madonna. Madonna. Mary Monroe. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so what had happened was when we get the men in, she's like, don't say I ain't never do nothing for you because you get to shower with Marilyn Monroe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I do tell them that. I don't know if you've seen the pictures online of the bathroom, but I mean, there has to be a good 15 pictures of Marilyn Monroe in that bathroom. And all kinds of pictures. So, so I, she knew what she was doing. I was not confident about the second house because it looked so old, it looked so drabby. But nah, Steve, we ain't get no stainless steels. And those pictures, once again, came from Goodwill, secondhand furniture stores, Facebook. And that that house has all, all fives, a hundred percent fives. That she, house. They, it's in it's highest demand. The one it's that a, I was it's in the highest demand. It's all fives. It doesn't have not any four uh, four star ratings. Every every rating has been five star, and it's the most sought after home. So your your customers. Um, they just want to know it's clean more than anything. So the sheets, like she said, put it in perspective. When we opened our first unit to last year, we spent about, I would say, less than $3,000 to get up and running. About $1,000 of that was on sheets and bedding. So that's where we spent our money. All white, 
Why? Because you can bleach them if anything happens, and people feel clean when they see white. Duvets, and I spend the money on the comforters because you want a, a good night's sleep. Yeah. And then all the little extra stuff you can kind of find, you know, a piecemeal decoration. I'll give you an example. I bought at Family Dollar. It's stainless steel on the top, and the other part is black. So it looks like a stainless steel toaster. <laughs> and it was $10. Yes. You see, you can do things, and I have a stainless steel microwave that I got from the consignment place, excited. and um, I paid like $40 for that microwave. Oh, no, that was Facebook Marketplace. Oh, if you want to go with the high end, yeah, do it. Yeah, I got second hand, though. Yeah, but do second hand, you know, it'll you'll fare better. And I try to I, I try to tell her to stay away from Facebook Marketplace with the second hand appliances, simply because, I mean, they just, you get... We did really good with the washer-dryer combo. That was a great one, but we bought a washer, and obviously it wasn't correct from the beginning. But you can still go to the appliance stores. They at least guarantee their stuff. They clean so you know it's working properly. So that's done real well for us. When we've had to buy refrigerators, washer-dryers, stoves, we go to the second-hand appliance. Here. And you know, some appliances, you know everybody's in on these periods, right? Everybody wants a Kiru. Um, and they love saying, well, I got the K-Cups, you know, like this, and the K-Cups. And then they have the pods. So let me tell you my cure for the Kiru. Okay, so these little pods, they get super expensive. But if you just have to have pods, you can do it at Dollar Tree because I've already went to everywhere, Sam's, Walmart, every place that online, Dollar Tree has the best bang for the buck. So for yeah, four for a dollar. So that's the best that comes out. But you can do where you buy the regular bags of coffee, and you can get two bags of flavored coffee, and then use these little bad boys, which are the Kirug filters. And they make their own. And then I take my Kirug, the little spinning thing or the drawer, and I fill them up with like 15 of these. And 15 K-cups. And that way, if they take one or if one gets missing, you got the K-cups. And they're two for a dollar at Dollar Tree as well. Exactly. So spend about 10 bucks, get 20 of them. If they take one or two, who cares? <laughs> oh, yeah. Not the wrapper. 50 cents. Half a dollar. Hey, real quick. Right, you just reminded me of something. You just reminded me of something. Um, how come How come G-Unit um, didn't get to ride on the bus? G-Unit? Didn't get to ride on the bus. How come? Because they didn't have 50 Cent. Oh, you know, 50 Cent, a G Unit is 50 Cent to the group. You young kids, I ain't know nothing about no G Unit. I'm like, G what? That's from 1990. That's G Unit. That's from our age. I don't know what G Unit is. On the farm. Hey, you know, that's what I'm here for. Sorry. Hey, um, real quick. I, I, I always say real quick, but I take a long time. But um, 
what, what y'all were it was cool what y'all were talk, talking about about um okay it's in, like the whole don't put cadillac parts in a in a hyundai i like that i like that and um and um so that's what get what i started thinking of in my artistic mind of mine i've been to new york and i went to the cbgb's i don't know if you heard of that place is that it don't have it's not there anymore it's like an old punk rock place and and it's just like a hole in the wall. But then, and like the, there's no, it's not fancy at all. But it has like for the walls, it had like um, just like magazines taped all over the walls. And, and they had just old, yeah, old bar, old stage. And, and to me, it was just like felt so cool. And there's a lot of cool old bars, like old whole dives over in New York that just felt cool. And they have the new modern, you know, fancy schmancy bars, which I never felt comfortable in. But like a uh-huh. home, like I pictured like a home like y'all's. I mean, just like you went with what the home presented you. You know, you went with its flow. You went with its um, design, and you just and you fed off of that. And then you made it. It's like a unique thing with its own character, and that's what people just feel cozy and they feel they feel warm and and, and loved in there. You know. Yeah, you talk like you've been there. <laughs> I need to go there. Yeah, he did. He went through Facebook Marketplace. I mean, live. Facebook Live and all. Oh, you're doing And that's true. And another place you can go, so for the contemporary, and maybe you don't want to go so old school, contemporary or more modern, try places like Home Goods, Ross, TJ Maxx. Those type of places you'll get bargains. And I, I love Ross. I even have a saying let's Ross it, Goodwill it. Well, we have to say, girl, don't worry about that piece of furniture. I'm going to rock that. I'm going to Goodwill that. You know? I'm a, All of it. Yes. I'm just going to Goodwill, too. Now, Ann loves Goodwill. Especially the first Saturday of every month. Goodwill, 50% off, like that rapper. And I found some very nice dishes, plain dishes at Goodwill for 50 cents. Yeah, because they normally not nine cents, but it's the first Saturday. We got them for 50 cents in the club. Yes. G unit would have got on the bus at Goodwill because they gave 50 cents. Jenny G, Jenny G, yeah. yeah. Jenny G unit. Yeah. And so um, another thing you mentioned, y'all leave um, air mattresses in the place and there's new pumpless air beds? Yes, I will demonstrate for you. We have them. So I love them because, you know, people are tired. They don't want to pump up mattresses when they come. So if you can see, this one just opens right out. It's memory foam. You pay for them. They run about 120 bucks. Marketplace between 50 and 80 bucks, and they come in twin, queen, and uh, full. So we keep those. I rock the next one. That's pulled up like that, and it folds up and it has a handle. Oh, okay. Falling out of them, and one guy being in Indiana it gets cold, 
And so the old house is a lot of breeze, and he said he was just freezing because the air mattress just brought in the cold air, and he just couldn't get warm. So this has been a good solution for several reasons. Take some more space, obviously, but you just stuff them in a closet. I mean, you, you typically, if you're doing Airbnb, you have an empty closet, so you stuff one of those in there. Uh, under bed. Under bed, yeah. They store very easily. And for the maybes, I don't do cribs because we started that whole crib thing. I sold that real you quick on Facebook. And I did the pack and place. They pop up and then made me sleep and then fold them back down. Yeah, in the beginning, she had bought a, a crib online, Steve, and that just proved to be too much work. Like, you got to think about your turnover time. And she's like, oh, you can just put the crib up and tear it down. Well, after she seen me do it a few times, she understood what I was saying, and she found this solution instead, the packet crib. So that works so much better. It goes on the closet. They set it up. They put it up. Absolutely. I love the pack and play. It was a great invention, great idea. I got that at my place, too. Perfect. So- Y'all set up a lot of, I mean, y'all have a, a lot of beds, and then you got the, the air mattresses that people can crash out on the sofas. And you don't, so you don't mind inviting, like, a big group to your house at all? No. No, and I, and I think some of that may, I don't know. We just, we specialize in groups because yeah. that's what sets me apart, and that's how I stay open. Because I can care, I can, like, if you look up um, one of our homes, it's like 28. So on Airbnb, if you know they put 16 plus. If you look us up, we're like one of four. So we're always booked because we can help hold the larger, um, the larger groups, and they're comfortable. They each have a real bed. Yeah. So in Indianapolis, I mean, it's not like Miami where people are going for vacation, but Indianapolis, I mean, we're like the 12th or 13th largest city. We have a huge convention center. We have Lucas Oil Stadium. We have Bankers Life Fieldhouse. No. Not Baker's life anymore. Conseco Field House. So, point being that we have conferences, we have competitions. Uh, I think we've even had the Olympics uh, swimming tryouts there before. I mean, we just are always having something. The Nazarene Convention, Prime America Convention, uh, Gen Con is a big one. So, there's a lot of things that bring schools in. We've had this music competition where an entire college, they brought a bunch of their undergrads and a couple grad students. They stayed in. We have some chefs staying with us now. They opened two restaurants. Yep. They'll be coming back next month, too. And they look for next month, too. Yeah. And and there's a whole group, and their thing is they wanted to keep their team together. Yeah, Future Farmers of America. And the way we've done this single-family house, we've been able to break it up into three units. So... When you get a big group of that, if they want to rent the entire house, which we've had happen a few times, now they got three bathrooms and sleeps how many? Yeah, it sleeps uh, 30. So you can sleep 30, bath- 30 bathrooms. You can sleep 30 people. 30 <laughs> I guess people. you can sleep in the bathroom if you want. 30 people, three, three bathrooms, bathrooms, and three kitchens. Two full kitchens and one kitchen. Two little bed. kitchenettes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had one thing that you just reminded me when you said 30 bathrooms, but this, this one lady, she was inquiring on our place and she's, um, she's going back and forth with me. Yeah. I'm waiting for the other girls to, to put in their input because, um, there was kind of on some, one of them was on a budget. They don't, they, they want to go for the cheaper place, but the cheaper place has only one bathroom and it's going to be us ladies. And I don't know if that's going to work. And I was like, yeah, that's probably, that don't work for me living with girls. You know, I don't know how it's going to work with y'all. Fighting over yeah. one bathroom. 
You know, and each, to each their own. A lot of people, it, it works for them. I mean, there's especially culturally, like certain cultures, they, they live together. They love living together. That's what they do. And then I think even the younger groups, it's fun. You know, they don't care. They have a good time. But I don't really know how some of our groups have worked out the bathroom situation. Because I'm like, like 10 of y'all in there in one bathroom. Y'all, I mean, I don't know. But they, they figured it out. Oh, see, I do only have one bathroom. But all of our units have one bathroom, but the single-family house, you can rent all three units. We open up the doors, and it rents as one. So this young lady over here, that's how she upsells people. You know, and I'd be arguing with her, Steve. Like, she's proven I think I'm such an intelligent person, which I am, but this woman has proven me wrong so many times. She'll be like, no, 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 they don't care. They'll like this. They'll like that. We need to put a unit out back on the back porch. I fought her on that for about two, three months, and... I, I shouldn't have. I was ignorant to fight her on that. So I finally got that back porch done with her. Thanks to Russ Smith. And I forgot the name of his company. Shout out his company, but it's Russ Smith and his company. They did that back porch for us. It looked beautiful. And to your comment earlier about decorating for the space, Russ did that space and it looked a lot <coughs> more modern. And because it was so tight, we couldn't just kind of secondhand things. That's we, the tiny house she's talking about. Yeah, the tiny house concept. It's a porch, and we kind of did this tiny house. One of the most expensive pieces of furniture we bought was the uh, sofa bed for that room, right? Yeah, that was like $500. I don't think we paid that for anything. $599. $599. That's the most expensive piece of furniture we've ever bought, and it was for our little tiny house concept. And you were saying about um, upselling. I love that concept. And, you know, a funny thing, y'all, y'all follow the Airbnb professional host page. Y'all are on there. It's, it's, it's a riot. Right. I, love, I love reading that page. But <laughs> one, one, one girl put something about um, a guest complaining that, that they're afraid of ghosts and they're even asking if someone in the other unit beside them or if there was people there. And she, she said, yeah, there's people there. Oh, good, because I'm afraid of ghosts. And she's laughing it off, right? She's like, oh, okay, that's funny. He's like, no, no, seriously, I'm terrified of ghosts. And he went ahead and um, he even said, can I have my friends stay over too? She goes, yeah, he has to pay the fee. And says, okay, that's fine. I'll, he'll pay the fee and everything. To cut it, take a long story short, he's like, so he's, and I think the friend's girlfriend had to come too. She paid a fee, but he, this a grown man terrified of ghosts. And... Ah. <laughs> wow. And of course, I always put like little cheeky comments on there, and I and I put one, and I said, um, you know what you what you should have done? You should have said for a hundred bucks extra, I could send a priest out to your house and put holy water around and say and bless the house. And um, I even got a priest costume if you need to borrow it. Oh, that no way! So funny. No way! <laughs> Did she reply? And, uh, she didn't reply. A whole bunch of other people replied, <laughs> but I would put under there, "Abu, always be up selling." Always be upselling. Did you see the one? Did you see the one about the uh, the funeral that they wanted to have at the house? Oh yeah! And the lady put him out yeah. and she said no. She got upset about that. She was, yeah, she was very they, offended. They, she was like, she was like, you should feel honored that somebody would want to have this kind of thing in your house. Blah blah. blah. You people need to be ashamed of yourself because they're making all kind of dead jokes and stuff. And she was like, who thinks that's funny? I said, you know, the, the jokes kind of were funny. I mean, like, <laughs> I just said inappropriate but funny. <laughs> now, now were they wanting to put the body in the house, like, and have the yeah, funeral? They, they wanted to have instead of. Paying a funeral, and I don't think it was a money situation. It no, was more they like the serenity. Yeah, they wanted to have they wanted to have the funeral in more of a home like setting. 
So it, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I don't think you get a casket through our door, but I'm like, shoot, I show up and put the cards in place. I would. I mean, if that's we'll what put you, on our black and I'll, I'll come with my hair next. Yeah, you know, my, my we have hat. a good homecoming, and my family we call them and homecomings. And you know, we and celebrate. You know, I put her on stage oh, yeah. real quick. Yeah. I mean, amazing grace. That's how you would do, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, we would do it big. I'm oh, serious. Oh, yeah, honestly, Steve, I, we really would because at the end of the day, uh, I, I went through my nephew's funeral a couple of years ago, and it's like, it's a big deal when people lose loved ones. Lose loved ones. Yeah. And so to her point, to be a part of that, why why are you being so offended and oh that's gross i mean everyone passes away they're going to pay the fee now and maybe if they're afraid of ghosts like that one guess i get it but other than that kenyana and i we're all about doing what we can for our guests you know and, and if in if being a part of that major life function is is it we'll, we'd be more than happy that's that's, that's that's great that's great now would you let someone give birth in your house why not? Put a baby pool in there. Why not? Or a fee. I have to check out with me. That is a good question. Like, let's say someone book and say, listen, I'm supposed to get birth this week, me and my midwife. Woo-wee. What would you say? I would say, okay. Really? You would. And then the Airbnb guys would bless me with another $10,000. Girl, you know what? We would make it work, Steve. Well, I'm sure we would. Steve, the Airbnb guys have been great to us. We probably offer them webcam service so we can tape it. <laughs> We've had, you know, it's our upsell. We don't call you. Got other ways to upsell. Let me tell you, with this girl, our biggest booking all together in one week, I booked two, two, two different, um, two different um, dates, but eighteen grand. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Yes. That's amazing. Congratulations for that. That's just two stays. That's yeah. not even the rest of the month. That's just because there's some really big events in Indianapolis. Exactly. And the demand gets really high. And when you try to book, you got to find anything at this point. You have to drive at least 30 minutes away. That's So we're right downtown. We're a mile from the downtown circle. And so that, that just puts us in prime location. That's awesome. Real quick, um, I start every sentence with that, don't I? I should stop that. <laughs> but anyways, um, booking. <laughs> please. We need, to to hint. we need to be real quick. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, no. Being quick. He knew we were winning. He barely got two words in last time. <laughs> I remember. I remember him saying, they don't let me talk. Yeah, the other. <laughs> Yeah, they're making my job easy. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, on here you put um, best uh, platforms for for renting out your house, and you put you know for example Booking dot com, Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway. Which ones do y'all use? And then after you answer that, please tackle Booking dot com for me. I'm about to start getting my first Booking dot com guest. I don't know how it works, so go over those previous ones and then really hit that one hard for me, please. Okay. So I've tried um, HomeAway, Expedia, um, the VRBO, which is through HomeAway, Airbnb, and Booking.com. I can just save you a lot of headache. The top two 
is Airbnb and Booking.com. Hands down, because Booking.com did the numbers of Air. The, I signed up with them, and in one month, they did the numbers of what Airbnb or not Airbnb, of what HomeAway did in three months. Oh, so what HomeAway did? It, yeah, well, in three months. Yes. So <clears throat> statistically, because I like numbers. We've been doing this for a year. We started with Airbnb and HomeAway. So we looked at the numbers last month, and I said, let's just look at percentages. Airbnb was 70% of our bookings. HomeAway, we've been doing it for a year, was 10%. It's Expedia, which we've been doing for, what, three months now? No, one month. Expedia? No, January. yeah, yeah, it's three months. Expedia was 10%. And then Booking, which we had, Booking.com, which one we week. just started, one week was 10%. It was equal with other platforms <coughs> that we've been doing for a year, and the other one we've been doing for three months. So we have high expectations of booking.com. And via the platforms, to be honest, that a lot of people put platforms. So I'm thinking with the data that I've seen so far with our experience, that it's going to be a big one. It'll be, it'll be Airbnb and booking.com. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I wouldn't do Expedia. If you do HomeAway, don't do Expedia. It don't make sense because they put you on Expedia anyway. So, please, um, tell me how it works, though, because I, I got the I got some bookings coming up next month on Booking.com, and I don't it won't let me receive payment yet. I don't right. how do I how do I do that? Okay, so they they have a tool called Pulse. You download it to your phone, and you sign up for Booking.com payments, and that's where they pay you, just like the Airbnb platform. And so, what happens is if you sign up for it, Booking, it's much easier. I just a more. Um, actually, no, it's just like the same price. They might cost you to, the percentage might be to use the, uh, the percentage for the credit card fees or whatever. And then they charge you the same 15%, but they handle your payment. So basically, when the person book, you're, they're going to keep you on no prepayment for about, um, till you get about maybe 25 bookings or so. So I'm on that too still. But but because it's like a they, she she said it's like a credit card. So the more you, you you book, the more credit you have. So basically, um, when you get a booking, you cannot depending on your policy. My policy is seven days no cancellation. You know, seven days prior. So I can't charge that guest up until seven days prior to their arrival. And you will see a button that says charge guest when the guest book, but. You, if it's two months, you have to wait until they've already taken the authorization for that guest. So basically, the money's already on hold. Um, so then the day of the booking comes, or seven days prior, you hit charge guest, and the money is in your bank account within two days, just like Airbnb. Good, good. I was scared. I didn't know because it wouldn't let me. Okay. It, w- it wouldn't give me. It wouldn't give me a chance. Or I don't know. It kept saying something. I was like, oh, "How am I going to get paid? Am I just going to ask the people at the door? Can you give me the money now or something?" Just so sign, sign up. Sign up. Booking dot com payment. You are want you, them to pay you? Are you signed up for that? The booking dot com payment. I I think I tried to do something like that, and it was asking for like an international code or something. I don't know. I got confused. So just call the eight hundred number. I'll text it to you. And you just speak to them and say, hey, I want to be on the Booking.com payment. And they'll send you the information. It's in your transactions, too. You can you can sign up yourself. But, yeah, 800 number, they're real good about walking you through. Yeah. I'm saying that as if I've called them before, but I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard them. It's good. 
You said um, y'all replaced uh, real quick a mattress uh, for fifty bucks on your sofa bed, and it made the world of difference. Yeah, so I I just ordered one for this sofa bed because you know the sofa beds. I'm really big on how the comfort, how comfortable it is for sleeping. And so my sofa bed, I invested in that. I mean, the sofa bed mattress with the spring that is not good. They do make on Amazon the sofa bed mattresses for sofa beds and memory foam. Now, you know, on a good day, you might find it for $69 or $89. Um, I paid $124 for this one because, you know, that's what sometimes, you know, things fluctuate on Amazon. But it's worth the money. And it's so much comfortable. That bar that's in the middle, you don't feel it because it's five inches of foam. Nice. And right what I was reading right here, which which is pretty intriguing to me. And I'm stalling for time so I can find it. <laughs> the um, well, not, uh, comfort when sleeping. That's a, we really, like she said, we really hit on that. Oh, y'all, y'all are buying an Airbnb van, calling it the Guest Exper- Guest Express Airport Transportation. You exactly. Guest Express. That. Yes, the Guest Express. Cause let me tell you, see, so, she decided we doing stuff before I really know. We talk about it. And then it's already decided we're doing it. I didn't even know. I kind of knew. You, we've been looking at vans. And yes, we said we're not leaving Florida without the van. But it's Guest Express. So let me tell you what happened. <laughs> so I had a double booking, right? And I felt bad. Well, not so. Yeah. So, and I had to move people around based on the number, you know. And so they agreed to it. But I felt bad because, you know, it wasn't the original thing, but they still agreed to it. So what I did was I offered six airport transportation round trip, and I offered six dinners, you know, for the guests, so that I could kind of make it a little better for the guests. Um, And with the van, we can actually be able to do that. Now with the, I could do it with uh, with Uber, Uber, no Uber and Lyft. I can do it with, you know, and just lift and Uber them and absorb that cost. But I'm like, it's so many people that need rides from the airport. They want rides to downtown. And I'm like, and we can put them on tourroad.com and you can actually rent your car out and they can use it. Or we can advertise airport, you know, transportation. Upselling. And upsell. ABU. Always be upselling. Boom. Yeah, ABU. ABU. So that's what that's all about. And I actually, people like it. Like, they ask me, hey, can you come get us? Or Because they don't want to do Uber and Lyft and be yeah. like more VIP. I thought people did Airbnb <coughs> and save money, and some do, but a lot of them like the experience, bottom line. It's not even about the money. So even though they may be able to have cheaper options, because I'm like, I'm not getting up out of my bed for less than $50. That's how that works, you know? So even though it may be more expensive than them just taking an Uber or something, they just like the experience and the interaction. So we've had people come to our house because we weren't able to go there before. Uh, this one lady just made us feel so special. We were uh, visiting our neighbors because they were going through quite a bit of stuff, and we were walking outside, and the lady opened the door and said, Are you Kim and Ann? Oh, my God, I thought it was you. And I'm like, Hey, it's us. Like, cool. And so, like, she was just the sweetest thing, made us feel like a million dollars, you know. So it's like some people just want the interaction and the experience. So because we're so close to downtown, Steve, it's like, yeah, let's get this Guest Express. Exactly. And 
to try to offer experiences. The guest experience. Guest experience. Now I'm going to take it to the next level. Why don't you name it the Kim and Ann party van? Now, can I get crunk in the back? Is that cool? Like, you know, get my yeah. drink on? The crunk I was thinking on. of, you know, I think, because I'm going to feel off of that. Would you like the package? And alcohol, would you like that package? That's you the one I want. Them? Yes, the, the alcohol package. No, I'm going to give them alcohol to drink. The bar. They're okay. gonna have a mini bar in your van. They're not driving. Always be up some. Maybe you. And that's what you know. What that's what Southwest does. If they say I which they say they hey that that's what Southwest says. They said you know what if you wanna um come with us you can um pay a little bit extra fifteen dollars and now you can be in the you know the A section. And then if you would like a drink, it's five dollars. So for twenty bucks, you can have a drink and be uh, like a VIP in the in the first uh, people that go on. So yeah. that's what I'm doing. Five dollars extra per person, you can have. You know, that'd be I'm, nice. I'm coming men. up. I'm coming up. Uh, save save a spot for me. I'm coming up for the. We're not charge you though. We're not gonna <laughs> charge you. We charge you in hugs. My, oh. my kids, well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> A quick, yeah. a quick observation. I, I got the doorbell rang. You know, I got up and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to do an edit point here. Dogs barking. Got the Amazon person's delivering stuff real late. I don't know why. It's almost nine o'clock. But anyways, and I'm like, and I come back and y- y'all just kept going. Y'all, did, y'all didn't need me. I'm gonna just walk. I could just <laughs> walk away from the mic. We both talk a lot, Steve. Like it's hard for us to get a word in edgewise with each of us sometimes. <laughs> This is awesome. I, don't, I mean, this is my first show without Micah, and it's, it's really I didn't. I'm not. I don't have to do very much. Y'all are y'all are y'all are doing it for me, and I I love that. I love it. And we have a lot to talk about. We think a lot. We talk a lot. <laughs> she she says she let me dominate tonight because she, she hadn't been feeling well, so she got a cough drop and things like that. Because I'm like I don't know why I get to talk so much tonight, but fortunately I'm in a talkative mood tonight. Last time, I don't know. I like one of the things you put on here is what are y'all doing to grow your business? So we'll let Ann tell talk about that one. What are we doing to grow our business? What are we doing to grow our business? So I'm all about stabilizing this year, Steve. Yeah. So are you talking about the upgrades we're going to do? or uh-huh. The upgrades? Yeah, how we got on other So Kenyana's really gotten on different platforms, and I commend her for that. I'm kind of a slow, steady, I'm a farm girl. You know, corn don't grow overnight, just fertilize it, it'll start, you know, start doing its thing. So I'm more on that on that mindset, Steve. So when it comes to growing our business, we put our initial investment in to get it up and started. And then we do want to start letting the business pay for itself. So, like, we want to get new windows. We we probably will upgrade some of the appliances in the place up to where the point where we think it'll pay for itself. So, a matter of stabilizing it is really the landscaping, just making the appearance better. Because even though people give us five, sometimes in the private feedback, they'll mention things that maybe, you know, could have been done better. And we really appreciate that because, you know, we're working hard and we couldn't make it Taj Mahal in the first go-round. So, I mean, when it, when it really comes about growing our business, it's about the guest experience more than anything. Absolutely. We want repeat customers. And it's kind of hard to do right now because we've only been doing it for a year. And I think have we had, we, our first repeat will be these chefs, 
They'll be our first repeat. Um, mm -hmm. So these chefs will be our first repeat, but we did have a lady from uh, I think that's a corporate client. corporate client. So that's really how we're looking at is to just simply look at how our bit, our booking structures is aligned throughout the year, like I said, as versus cost. And then also just trying to cater to certain groups like the corporate groups and the convention groups. So every year Prime America comes and every year we want to know they're coming back. Firemen convention, we want them to have a great experience. So we want to get around that, hey, we stay with Kim and Ann. Gen Con, we want to do that up real big. We want to maybe use the neighbor's yard because he has a full monthly lot, set up some games and just really bang that out too. So really are about providing an experience with the guests when it comes to trying to grow this business. We've been all over the place just trying to get them up and going right now, but now with this next year, we'll really be able to focus on that guest experience even more. That's awesome. That's um, Everything y'all do is really inspiring. Yeah. Go ahead. I just want to say because we feel, you know, so the downside, and it's not a downside, but it's I love feedback. Oh, I, I love this lady. I think feedback is a gift. So this lady made us a list. This lady, I'll, I'll hold it up to both. This was a handwritten list that this lady. Two pages. I mean, I walked in places and thought, oh, there's stuff you can improve, but I never took the time to sit down yeah, and write it out. Yeah, the second page. Yeah, the second page. Yeah, it went down to two pages. <laughs> wow. And she gave us a great review. This was not a nasty letter of, hey, you need to fix all these things. It was... I really love what you guys are doing, and here are some recommendations. And I'll make it better. And this woman sat down and wrote it out, like, hey, check your light bulbs, lighting. You know, this lighting looks kind of dim. Maybe brighten it up. Things that I did have on my list that I hadn't gotten to yet, but there were other things that she totally brought to our attention, like there's a cabin for this kind of loose, so we got to get fixed when I get back. So, second, you guys, Bridget, right? Probably tighten that up for us. So yeah, just uh, really trying to pay attention to what our guests gives us feedback. We had an engineer lady the first time, and she also gave a lot of recommendations. She loved to stay, but she just kept going back and Kimiana on how we could make it better. Just little recommendations on little things here and there. Some Kimiana was going to do already. Others were kind of new and brought to her attention. Right. That's awesome. And like I said, everything y'all do. Is really inspiring over on, on, on my end. You know, I'm, I'm already getting a thousand ideas of what I want to do next. I wanted to get my own party van, you know. I've wanted that since high school, though. But Really? <laughs> now, you know, you you got to be the responsible one on this team. <laughs> I'm going to be in the back party. I don't know who's going to drive. I ain't drive. <laughs> You're right. Party with the people. They want the Steve experience. Absolutely. I pay for that. The Steve machine. Heck, yeah. <laughs> And so I, this has been this has been a great interview of as always y'all are like like I said our number one most um downloaded listened to viewed um podcast ever and that's a, that's that's a great and we've had some really great guests but y'all are number one you know and now wow. hopefully y'all be number one and two and so <laughs> and so what what's making me feel real good about this you know, and I don't really like to touch on the topic a lot, but if you if you if y'all ever watch the news, the media, they don't always paint us minorities in a good light. 
And look at us. Right. I mean, we're we're doing this business thing. We're I mean, we're growing. We're improving the cities. There's a lot yeah. of us doing really great things. And and could you speak on that? You know, minorities and and just and being women and business women and really, you know, what does that mean to you? It means a lot to me, even as middle class people. You know, like these apps allow you to take away all excuses, regardless of your faith, your nationality, your gender, wherever country you're from, regardless of what you're going through, a lot of these apps, when I say apps, I mean HomeAway, Uber, uh, these food truck apps, Instacart, they allow you to to achieve American dream another way. You know, before the American dream is kind of get a job and retire and send your kids to school, but that, that seems harder and harder nowadays. So being able to replace an engineering income using an app like Airbnb and Expedia is absolutely amazing, and you do it within a year. It's just ludicrous. So, I think the biggest thing is, like you said, in the media, there people can paint you in different order. lights all you want. They can paint you in a, you know, Kimiana showed me a video of this lady that won a dance competition and she was overweight, you know, very overweight. But she was sexy, she owned it, she was confident, and she won this competition. So, when it comes to speaking to minorities or any any way you feel different or like you can't do it, I just don't believe in excuses. I mean, too many people have been through too many things, including my great grandparents who purchased a farm. They lost money in three banks. They weren't allowed to tell the farmers they were purchasing it because of the racism at that time. I mean, I just grew up in a very strong family, and I never let excuses hold me back. I mean, being a female, being an engineer, and all these things. I couldn't care less. I mean, I just feel like too many people have been through much harder things to let these things hold me back on what they say we can and can't do. But, um, yeah, I, I love it. And I do I do appreciate being able to represent in that way. But I like to represent on a bigger scale regardless. I like to be relatable to anyone that feels like, you know, I don't think I can do it because of A, B, or C. Yes, you can. You, you really can. And if it doesn't work one way, try it another. It's okay. And for me, I just love the opportunities that are that we do have and that we're able to kind of show our faces being minority women and showing what, we, what we're able to accomplish. Um, you know, I grew up in a humble home as well. And, but, you know, my mother always instilled in me and my father um, just that life is limitless. Mm-hmm. And they never held me back. And that I always appreciated about them. So I always live life as if it has no limits. You know, and and just making sure that everything that I want to achieve, I don't allow any type of obstacles to come in my way. I deal with the challenges as they happen. And there will be challenges. This has not been easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we look all happy here, but I'm sick today because... How hard have we been working? I'm sick today because um, I just got myself to complete exhaustion, staying up till 3 a.m. in the morning. I mean, you know, so... It does take a lot of work. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, I will say this, so on, that was the, the good side. But on the other side, a lot of times we do make excuses, you know, and our community can be, you know, full of excuses. But this, these type of apps, like she say, takes those excuses away. And if you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to stay dedicated and focused, you can make it. And it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. Mm-hmm. You, you can make it. I saw people do this 
with just a room in their house. Yeah. I mean, I have yeah. I have a friend that say she was gonna do this. She rented an apartment. Don't know how she gonna pay for it. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'll give my room and I'll sleep on the sofa. Yeah. You know, just just to figure make it out. Extra, but you have to want to figure it out. Yeah. And you have to live life as if you have no limits. And I've definitely taken it for granted because I I talked to a neighbor lady yesterday a couple weeks ago and she talked about how inspiring it was to see two women doing this and she's maybe about maybe in the 60s, you know? So I think I do take it for granted that we are females and be able to do all this and minorities, but I mean, it does feel good to inspire others. Um, but I think the attitude, regardless of who you are and where you're from, is set a goal and stick to it. It's persistent. I'm not the fastest uh, anything in the world. I mean, I took too many years to get through college, but I got through it. Uh, um, even in my career, I kind of started slow, but then I just took off with this uh, Airbnb stuff. I think I probably harped on things a little too much. I was a little too concerned. We, we were trying to make everything a little per too perfect. Now we're realizing, you know what, it's okay to be like this, and we can change, and we can update this later. So I think the main thing is to get started, don't stop, and don't give up. That's it. Awesome. Great advice. Great words. And um, we thank you so much for being on the show. So um, go ahead and sing the, the new theme song for us, please. Okay. Live, let thrive. Live, let thrive. Live, let thrive. You be selling. A, B, U. You be selling up. Uplifting everybody. Don't get that uplift, man. Oh, wow. The beautiful, inspirational, motivational Kim and Ann on our show. We are so fortunate to have y'all. Thank you so much and have a wonderful night. Hit us up at liveletthrive.com. Hit us up on the Facebook, on the phone numbers, all that stuff. You know, you know where to find us. Thank you so much for doing the show again and making life without Micah for one day, you know, easier, way easier for me. Amen. Love you, Micah. Love you, Steve. Peace. Love. <laughs> Later, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Drive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.